0: Bon Beanie everybody, welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising, I am Matt And I'm Kimbra And uh, yeah, it's um, it's, well it's Friday night that we're recording this You guys are gonna get this as early as Sunday, November 8th But uh, maybe we'll know who the next president's gonna be by then, I don't know But anyway, I hope everybody's having a stress-free as possible week As you can this week and um Yeah, so what's going on, Kimbra? What's going on? Um,
1: Well, we're recording a podcast
0: (laughs) We are doing that because we are leaving tomorrow to go hang out with my dad and my stepmom over on the other coast for just the weekend, coming back on Sunday And uh, so we won't have an opportunity to record then So we had had to knock this podcast out tonight, which is always good to get it done a little early anyway
1: yeah, got lots to do tonight. I still need to do laundry.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got to pack and stuff. Anyway, th- you don't need to know all that. Look, here's what you do need to know though. Um, hey, hey, Matt, I'm yeah. sorry.
1: I need to interrupt you. Okay. Have you tried to shave your head recently?
0: Why? Why?
1: Cuz it looks very uneven.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out to everybody.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I-, I haven't
0: tried to shave my head recently. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's flattened or something in a weird way. Maybe I need to shave my head. But anyway, they, any other personal life things you want to just tell everybody about? No, there's just two little spots that looks
1: like you like took a razor like up and then decided against it. <laughs> just great, great. Out. But that's cool. I mean, it's not that noticeable unless no, you're no, staring let, at let, it.
0: Let me just let me just come over there and look at you carefully so I can point out your imperfections. I'm imperfection. not looking at you carefully. It's the last time you shaved your legs. It's No Shave November. I, I was, uh, thinking of that, I saw that meme on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. There was a lady with, like, gorilla legs. The thing that, that would probably make a lot of women hate you, though, is that you could go for probably two years without shaving and nobody would really notice.
1: I mean, two years is a little extreme. I can go two months until you start, like, really seeing something. But it's really only, like, the bottom half of my leg. So it's still not even... Yeah.
0: It's like the opposite of, of me. Basically. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to go over some, some emails and then we'll talk about, we're going to do a news story, which we don't normally do, but we're going to do a little bit, a bit of a news story and then we're going to talk about what it would take to get us to, to never cruise again. So uh, let's start with, with some emails. I know we got a couple emails, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Let me pull those up.
0: I got one from uh, the Professor Travel. Okay. You want me to read this one?
1: Yeah, you read that one, and then I'll read the other
0: one. Okay. So this says, hello, Kimbra and Matt, in that order. Hey.
1: That's right. I think he likes me better. At least I like to think that. Like, it might not be true, and if it's not true, don't tell me. But I think he likes me better.
0: Don't tell her, but tell me. Anyway, uh, (laughs) it says... It says congrats on podcast 64. I mean 65. I mean 64, whatever. Look, everybody's giving us trouble now. What was Scott's busting on, on us and what episode is this? I don't even know. Is it 65?
1: I think this one is 65. Okay,
0: we get to retire.
1: Might be 66. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, I just drank um fantastic cruising at gmail.com. It's a place to send your emails. We know our friend Dan has been uh, listening, and he claims he's been imbibing with that. So anyway, uh, moving on, it says, fine. No, it doesn't. I've only had one sip. First, (laughs) Sign of the Times reference. New Lady Gaga and Elton John song, Sign from Above. It is worth listening to once. Very experimental, especially for Elton John. It is worth checking out. I I don't, do you know the song? No. I know, and I know who both those people are.
1: I forgot. After I read his email, I forgot to go do that. So <laughs> We need to
0: listen to that song. I
1: guess we need to do that.
0: <laughs> anyway, he's recommending the song. He says, Seeing into the future with witches to get even with the odd number of ports. Oh, because we, we did an odd number of ports last week, right? We did oh, right. seven yeah, or something like that. I think it could be said that, yes, Matt, you are the numerology podcast with all your talk of seven, eleven, and of course thirteen.
1: The best number, actually, three <laughs> is the best number, but thirteen or three is part of thirteen. So
0: why is three the best number?
1: I don't know. It's just always been my favorite number.
0: Three? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Huh. Love okay. the number three. Oh okay. All right. Whatever. Whatever. It What's takes. your favorite number? I don't. I mean, I. You know, I'm I'm like true. 42? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. my geek number. I don't really know why I asked you that. I don't know that that's my favorite number. That number just has a lot of meaning to me because I'm a huge Douglas Adams fan, but um I don't know. I mean, 13 should be my favorite number because I was a Dan Marino fan growing up and but I've al- I've always kind of liked the number 17, which I don't know why because my birthday's 16. I don't know. I I don't know that I have a favorite number. Okay. Anyway, Next, it is pronounced, let me try and, okay, Mal, malde, wait. Maldive, Mal, wait, Maldives, Maldives, he says like shopping mall and divas, <laughs> but with F E A. Maldives, so we said the Maldives, we we're talking about the Maldives, it's the Maldives, so my apologies out there to anybody that knows how to pronounce that, and we didn't, but now we do, the Maldives, thank you very much, Scott. Finally, and by the way, um, go check out the Professor Travels podcast. It's over on YouTube. It's on all your podcast platforms. The reason that Scott would know this is he is called the Professor Travel. Because he
1: travels everywhere.
0: He does. And he also talks to people from not just the cruising world, but from the travel world in general. So he's got a lot of podcasts talking to people who have traveled or who are from all different parts of the world. So go check that out. Finally... You both inspire me. I thought I would share the top seven ports I have not yet been to but would like to go to. Descending from seven to one with no honorable mentions because that would be cheating. We did honorable mentions, didn't we?
1: I did honorable mentions. He's he's calling me out.
0: You're a cheater. I'm not a cheater. He likes me better. You're a cheater.
1: (laughs) You know what? He wouldn't have called me out if he didn't like me better. He's trying to better me as a person.
0: Oh, Okay. All right. Whatever. All right. Here, (laughs) here they are from seven to one with no honorable mentions. Number seven, Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Yeah, that is like uh, an interesting part of the world right now because there is a ton of money there and all kinds of crazy structures and stuff going in over there. It looks like an interesting place. Uh, We watch a dive YouTube channel. We've just watched a little bit of their videos. And they, the guy is over there in, in Dubai. Oh, Interesting. right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think he does construction, which makes sense over there. Then number six, Athens, Greece. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? You, you'd like to go to Athens? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not Greece like, go Greece, Latin. really No? No. Why would you want to go to Athens?
1: Because um, I want to go to... I just want to go there.
0: Okay. I mean, I I am uh, intrigued by Athens because of my brief stint in an art history class and uh, learning about places like the Parthenon and some of the other amazing ancient art and buildings and stuff that's over there. and uh, And the food would be the other reason that I would want to go there. Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. That's his number seven, six, five, number five, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Uh, What do you think about that one?
1: Yeah, I'd love to go there.
0: I mean, Brazil is, you know, South America, rainforest, but there's a lot of culture in Brazil, too. I think Rio de Janeiro. Have you seen the movie Rio? No. Have you heard the song Rio? Her name is Rio, and she dances on the sand. No, I haven't. No? Duran Duran. No. No, but I apologize to any fans of Duran Duran. That was terrible. But
1: you, you haven't seen? Have you heard of the movie Rio?
0: Are, wait, are you talking about the animated movie? Rio? Yeah. I think I have seen that with the blue bird. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that's an accurate representation of Rio.
1: <sighs> Fine.
0: But whatever, I don't, are the animals even appropriate for there? What, what was it? A toucan? What's the bird in that?
1: A, it's a blue bird.
0: Like a blue bird? Like a
1: no, not like a blue bird. It is a bird that is blue.
0: Okay. I hmm. don't remember. I like would have to it
1: Keep reading. All right.
0: Anyway, n- <laughs> seven, six, five, four. Number four. Scott, please number these next time because I'm not that. I can't remember the number. Sydney, Australia. Yes. Well, that was on our list, kind of, right?
1: I mean, you—you you didn't say Sydney. You said something, and what did that's you, true? Because I, I was
0: talking, I was talking like, I mean, you would leave out of Sydney to get to the ports that I mentioned.
1: Yeah. I said Australia as a whole because I couldn't decide.
0: So you just chose an entire continent slash country. country. Yeah, should be country slash continent probably. Anyway, yes, I don't want to visit Aus- Sydney, Australia. I'd like to just move there. That's what I want. I want to move there. Can I move there? How do you get your citizenship in Australia? Is that something I could do? Only if you take your
1: girlfriend with you.
0: I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. But we may have to leave Reno behind. No. We could take Zilly home.
1: You want to get rid of Zilly? No. I'm going to tell her you said that. No, we could
0: take her home. She would live in Australia again with us. But
1: you want to get rid of the dog.
0: Well, I didn't say that. I just said that'd be more complicated, probably, getting him over there. Anyway, no. anyway, I, I don't know. But, yeah, does anybody know, how, how can I get citizenship in Australia? How can we get citizenship in Oz? Dave
1: want, and Sue can adopt us.
0: That would work. If you're listening, Dave and Sue, will you adopt us? Or Ian. Yeah. Ian can adopt I us. I mean, I'm not picky. <laughs> <laughs> Number 7654. No, three. Four. <laughs> Number three. New Orleans, Louisiana. Why did I go country there? I was trying to go New Orleans. I can't do the New Orleans accent apparently, but I went totally like country. New Orleans, Louisiana.
1: New Orleans.
0: I mean, this yeah. But um, Scott, you've never been to to Nolens, to Nola, to New Orleans, really? I'm surprised. I would have thought you had been there. Or do you just mean as a cruise port? But no, he said that he's never been to, didn't he?
1: Are reading the I have not email. yet been
0: to but would like to go. Yeah, now I'm I'm ragging on you here but I've only been there once and it was for a very very brief visit. Uh it's an interesting town. Our friend Kevin is is there I think right now.
1: Yeah. Do you think Kevin listens?
0: No. I don't think he does. He has listened. He used listened. to. Yeah, and then he moved to Seattle and stopped listening. Like, found Stupid a fun, Kevin.
1: exciting life.
0: You know what? But Kevin said something really interesting to me one time, and uh, it's relevant here. And I and I thought it was, I thought it was a really interesting thing, and and I I agree with it. So what he said was, he was talking about I think he was talking about either Key West or Saint Augustine, but he was basically he was saying that he loves those two areas those two cities because like new orleans they are very distinct like so much of america and the world is getting becoming this cookie cutter you know look at the cruise ports um that he's like you could take somebody who's been there and you could blindfold them and you could drop them off in any of those cities and they would immediately know where they were just based on the architecture and the vibe and the weather, you know, it's like it's just got it's got personality it's and got it's, character. It's got character. Yeah, exactly. All right. Number two. i, I I'm good now because we're close to the, to the bottom.
1: So you can count the other way.
0: Yes. Cairo, Egypt.
1: Oh, that'd be cool.
0: That would be cool. Yeah. As long as the political situation is making it safe, I don't I have no idea what it's like in Cairo as far as that goes. But uh, also from art history uh learned a lot about ancient Egypt and the mythology and yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah. I'd love to see that.
1: I had a I had a friend in college from Egypt and he used to tell me that he was going to take me back to Egypt and we were going to ride horses around the pyramids. Okay. We never well, did that. I'm
0: glad cuz then you would be gone. But Well,
1: no, I mean he wasn't like going to take me there forever.
0: Oh, okay. All
1: right. Also he was too short for me and I wasn't really interested. But
0: Wow. I
1: mean, he was a friend.
0: Okay. Just so you not know, like Camera no. has an issue with short men. So That
1: I, that's not You take that back. I don't have an issue with short men. I just don't <laughs> want to date men that are
0: shorter than me. Wow, that's why I wear heels now, platforms. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, okay. yeah, that would be cool, plus Nile crocodiles. I don't know if there's still any left in that area, but they were there, I think, at one time. If you're close to the the Nile River, then you'd have those crocodilos. Crocodilus niloticus. And then number one. Whoa, this is surprising. All right, number one on his list, San Juan, Puerto Rico. He was and, supposed to go there. Yeah, that's probably why it's number one, because he was like, sad cuz he didn't get to go. I
1: mean, we did the same thing.
0: Yeah. You've you've not been to Puerto Rico either, have you?
1: No, but I know people from there.
0: Yeah, well, so do I. But <laughs> we live in Florida, dear. <laughs> it would be hard not to know somebody from Puerto Rico. But but uh, but I've been to Puerto Rico and twice and uh yeah, I really enjoyed it. The first time we went to El Yunque rainforest and it was it was cool. But the last time I was there We just hung out in old San Juan and uh, it was really cool. I really liked it a lot. So yeah, I'm a fan. So thank you for the list, Scott, and I'll read the rest of your email here. It says, keep the faith for cruising to resume for us all. Thank you, Scott. Absolutely. And then let's see. It says PS already rescheduled my December carnival cruise for this year from this year to next, but changing ports to Sydney on the Carnival Splendor oh! So he's going to Australia Yeah, that's cool Okay Alright, thank you, Scott Like I, well, like we said before, if you do have an email If you want to send us uh, your comments, your questions, your concerns You may have some complaints after the topic of today Then um, send them to fantasticcruising at gmail.com We promise we'll read them We may even read them on the podcast
1: I'm going to take a drink
0: What? Oh, I'll take a drink. I'm drinking an um, Innocent Gun uh, Scotch Barrel Ale.
1: My drink doesn't taste as good as I remember it last time.
0: No? you're no. Having, You're having the... Um, what is it? It's the... Uh, it's a
1: creme brulee nitro something.
0: Milk stout.
1: Yeah.
0: Creme brulee um, nitro milk stout by... Uh, what's the name of the brewery? It's the people that do the pumpkin stuff. Anyway...
1: Yeah, I, yeah, it tasted more like butterbeer last time, but it also, I was drinking other stuff at the same time. Let me taste it. Okay.
0: And then we have another email.
1: Yes, our other email is from Tom, and Tom says, hi, both. It's
0: not as sweet this time.
1: Yeah, it's it's like, it's kind of bitter. It's
0: got a little bit of bitterness to yeah. it. Yeah. It's interesting.
1: Um. He said, hi, both. See, he didn't want to get involved. Um, I felt so sad when Kimbra talked That's about... That's because
0: I think he's British. He's just being polite.
1: Probably. <laughs> I felt so bad when Kimber talked about refreshing the email. So hopefully this will add a little excitement to your day. It did. Yes. It really did. Yes. You should send one every day. No, I'm just kidding. You every, don't have day? To, every day? Every <laughs> day. You can just wow. work your way through an entire email by sending an email each day that has like one word in it.
0: Basically, don't do anything else. Just keep writing us emails. And <laughs> no. no. But we do appreciate the emails. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, the port I visited that I love to go back to is Madeira.
0: Madeira, yeah.
1: The scenery was just so beautiful. I think you'd probably need a week of hiking to make the most of it. The port I have not been to yet that I'm most, ex- I'm most looking forward to is Perfect Day at Coco Cay. All of the new things look so exciting. I love water slides and being able to use the drinks package would be a bonus. Plus, if we get there next year, it will mean the travel ban between the UK and the US is lifted, which will be
0: awesome. That is true. And and uh, look, Coco Coco K, K, K was on our what's on our list, right? Yes,
1: yeah, so it was on your list. It was on my honorable mentions. You have
0: honorable mentions?
1: Okay. (laughs) Because I wasn't allowed to go more than seven. Okay. All right. Anyways, and then to finish his email. By the way, you're right about Indian food here in the UK. It's similar to Chinese food in the US in terms of being very popular and widely available. Thanks for your work on the podcast. I always enjoy listening. Tom.
0: Well, thank you, Tom. And I am glad that I am right about that because I... um, I have a a special place in my heart for the UK, although I've never been there. I would love to visit and, but I I just every, you know, I guess maybe this is a, a stupid way to, to make this association, but a lot of the music that I, that I like and a lot of the television and movies that I like are British. And I feel like I've gotten a, a, taste of the culture from watching bbc type shows i could be wrong about that but uh i always seem i relate to it um and i love indian food so yeah that's that's really cool i i would love to come over there and uh i'd like to go to the whole, every place in the uk from england scotland ireland wales i like everything everything which would probably take a long time but uh yeah okay you're awfully quiet over there.
1: I was um, looking at Facebook.
0: I was looking up Madeira because <laughs> um, I believe that is a little island. If it's the one I'm I'm looking at, I, I knew it was sort of uh, Europe-ish. But this, if it's Portugal, Madeira, Portugal, but it's kind of off of the coast of Africa. I'm thinking this is the one he's talking about. I'm looking at pictures of this. Uh, look at this, Kimbra on i
1: can't see around you sorry oh can we go there
0: yeah it it looks gorgeous so if it's if that's i think that's the madeira that that's i think that's madeira Uh, i apologize for my geography missing information but um but yeah this this place looks beautiful and i know i've heard of madeira and I'm going to add um, Madeira
1: to my honorable mentions. Yeah, it just, you know, it just looks
0: <laughs> it just looks so quaint and lovely there. There's so many places. You know, there are so many places on the planet. Um, I can't even imagine. If I was rich, I would never run out of places to visit. Like, there's just so many things to see and experience on the planet. Wait um, a minute.
1: You're not rich. <laughs> no, I'm Matt. Actually, that's... <laughs>
0: who I am. But anyway, yes. On to the news. We don't normally cover news here. I know I said that last week, but um, I thought this one needed our attention because, you know, we just had the election and there was some cruise news that came up in the election. And it has to do with the Florida Keys, specifically Key West, where there was uh, some stuff on the ballot that, uh, that passed with over 60% Approval And basically three referendums that are, one, they are not going to allow, they're going to prohibit cruise ships with more than 1,300 passengers from docking in Key West, and that would really limit all of the major cruise lines' major ships, like, so there's some... Some of the smaller lines that they own, I think, would be able to go there. But it's really going to limit them. The second referendum limits the number of daily cruise visitors, ship visitors that could visit in one day to 1,500. So uh, you could not have two ships in port unless they were very, very small. And then the final referendum gives docking priority to cruise lines that have the best health and environmental records. So. I wanted to bring this up because I saw a lot of people talking about this on Election Day. It, it was one of the few results that we got on Election Day. And um, and some people were reacting pretty negatively to it. And so I thought, you know, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, why why would they do this? Like, why? what would be in it for Key West? Because what I saw from people on, like, Facebook, you know, people in the cruise community, what I saw everybody saying was... One, they were like, stupid Key West is stupid. And two, they were like, well, they're going to they're going to rue the day when they lose all of that cruise money. Um, and that's all I saw. I really didn't see any nuance. I didn't see anybody looking at it from the other perspective. I didn't see anybody do any research as to why this came up. So I did that research, not it's super in-depth, it took me about 10 minutes to do Which maybe should be a lesson to people out there who they're typing things on Facebook Before you develop an opinion, look into it But um, I will say that I don't totally disagree with some of those opinions But I'm, I'm just going to tell you what the reasoning was that I saw for this So uh, first of all, the, their main reason that they were giving to ban these cruise ships has to do with uh, the coronavirus has to do with with health measures. So I don't know if I don't know if the the group that that sort of organized this, I don't know if that's their only motivation. you know that that of course was not obvious. Uh, there's a little bit of speculation about that, but um it seemed like they were concerned about people on cruise ships bringing disease into the port of Key West which they i guess you know they're they're legitimately concerned about that now look i i understand that like i and and so some of these other ports like different caribbean islands and stuff those little islands have control over it but key west is just part of the united states well, sort of i mean they're the Conquer public or whatever but they just they're just kind of like, we just have to take these ships And the people that live there are like, no Because if you come in with your Petri dish cruise ship that's, uh, this is I'm just paraphrasing from what they're saying um, You're going to bring this disease in to, uh, or a higher risk of it And then we're going to have to shut down Key West And then we lose all of our revenue Now, the reality is um, they they've done some studies and it turns out that the revenue that they seem to get from cruise passengers is a kind of a drop in the bucket compared to the revenue they get from the rest of the tourism that goes to Key West. So so before you jump on that bandwagon and die on the hill saying they're going to rue the day, probably not. Um, however, I, I think that there there are some people in Key West that are like, no, there are jobs that do cater to the cruise line specifically and there are businesses that are like we're going to have to get rid of certain employees because we can't afford it so there there probably would be a hit to the economy a little bit of a hit but i i I get their concern because do you take this small hit to safeguard against this potential large hit i mean look i don't know the answer but here's what i do know if they want to do this I get it I understand their perspective And if there's going to be some legal challenges and stuff This may not stand or whatnot But, you know, I I feel for the people in Key West What I would say though is Why just make this a referendum And I didn't see anywhere where this was going to like end After a certain amount of time Like if you want to do this for a while Like until, until we're sure that once cruising starts up that they're that they're not these floating petri dishes of coronavirus that that a lot of people think they'll be like if you want to do that and then say, look, once once we are assured that it is safe, then we will reopen it that I I would be totally understanding of that. So maybe they can find that compromise with these legal battles. Now, the third referendum, though, is the one that I do kind of agree with more. And that is the one that says um, Docking priority to cruise lines that have the best health and environmental records Now the health thing is all about this We don't want you to bring your coronavirus They said norovirus I think that's a little stupid Norovirus, we all know that's not that big of a risk on cruise ships It just gets lots of media attention when it happens But um, whatever I mean, the the best health records, whatever I, I don't think that's really valid because The ship that's going to get it is not necessarily the one that has the best health record or the worst health record It's just going to hit because of odds in most cases there could be cruise ships that are really bad Maybe that would be relevant then but I don't think for the most part that's going to be the case The other one though is the one that I kind of Really Appreciate and that is the environmental record I would I know that cruise lines are at least On their face Trying to become more environmentally friendly And I I actually want to do a whole episode on this But it's not going to be today Because I'm going to have to do a lot more research um, About the cruise industry And how they impact the environment And are they doing things that are really making a difference? Could they do more? Do they really care? What is the actual impact I really want to get into that and, uh, and analyze it because obviously you know Kimber and I both care a great deal as I hope everybody that cruises would care about the environment. Um, and you know, cruising does have negative impacts on the environment. So um, I think that incentives like this from ports would just be one more one more way to encourage cruise lines, Cruise in the cruise industry to really Follow and look for New technologies that would help Limit their impact on On the environment I I think So I think that I'm good with that and and I Really this really made me think about Bimini Because a lot of people in Bimini Are really angry about The cruise line going over there And um, they don't like that Ferry that the ferries that go across they Hate that because they think that you know They're they're tearing up the, the natural environment And look as much as I want to go to Bimini on Virgin Cruise Line, like, I get it. Like, I also realize that we have to be careful about how we do these things because we don't want to lose these ecosystems and these habitats just so we can have a vacation. Like, that's that's not the way to think about these things. So, um, uh, but I'm not, I'm not a, like, I'm not an extremist on either side. I'm the kind of person that goes, look, here's the problem. Let's look at the real issues with this problem, let's not let's try not to politicize it. Let's just look at the actual facts as best we understand them and find a solution that is going to work the best for everybody. And sometimes people are, aren't aren't going to be completely happy with that. Sometimes I might not be completely happy with that. Sometimes you might not be completely happy with that, but I think that that is the way to solve problems. And uh, especially environmental problems So that that's my two cents On the Key West thing Let us know what, what's your opinion On this, do you think that Key West Has gone crazy, do you think they're like Yeah I get it um, What What are your thoughts on The Key West stuff, send us an email fantasticcruising@gmail.com. At gmail.com you have any thoughts on that Canberra?
1: Um, I agree with all the things you said. I didn't look into it like you, you did. You better. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the first that I actually heard about the details um, was right now listening to you. But I completely agree with, with all of the things you said.
0: And and look, I don't th- – I feel like I should say this right now because obviously I don't, I'm not going to get political. Don't worry. but. Uh, Obviously our country is very divided And you see that reflected in the cruising community And it really makes me sad And I see a lot of angry, hateful things Then sometimes I think people don't even realize They're being that way But And I see a lot of people that that write These sort of off-the-cuff opinions and viewpoints And a lot of times I don't think they're taking the time to investigate them Before they start Mouthing off about it or thinking about the whole picture or other perspectives Uh, I know that I have uh, Had a lot of people that I've really been I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm like a liberal snowflake, but I've been upset by because they say things that are That are just directly About me and they probably don't even realize that they're not trying to say things about me. But anyway, I'm just saying Think before you talk, and uh, especially when you're on social media and it doesn't seem like there's anybody standing in front of you. Um, People have different thoughts, they have different beliefs, they have different politics, they have different religious views, they may lack religious views, and um, that's all fine as long as we can just talk about it and respect other people's ideas. The minute we stop doing that is when we get into problems. All right, I'm going to get off that subject. um and get into our main topic. Unless you got anything you want to say about anything else?
1: Um I like waffles. <laughs> really? Yeah.
0: Okay. What Yeah, okay. You like waffles. Yep. That was deep.
1: I know. I was trying to lighten the mood. Okay.
0: You could have said I like feathers. That would have been light.
1: Well, I thought waffles, you know, good fluffy ones can be a little light. Like, I don't like real dense ones.
0: That's true. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. All right. So, what is the topic tonight? The topic is, what would have to happen to make us never cruise again? Right? Right. So, why did we come up with this topic? Because there's a lot of people talking about that. (laughs) Like, they won't cruise right now. They won't cruise.
1: If this if, if this
0: yeah so some things that i've heard are i won't cruise if i have to wear a mask um uh, i won't cruise if they make me do a health screening i won't cruise if um they make me get a vaccine i won't cruise if, if they
1: make me to get tested
0: yeah get tested for for the virus that's kind of the health screening well it well, is well it's more more specific yeah. i guess they won't cruise if they don't get to go to um do things on certain ports or get to go to certain Ports and um, and So it got us thinking What what would it take for us To stop cruising and I don't mean Necessarily temporarily I mean like are there things That could happen That would, would make Kimber And I or I Be like you know what I'm done with this Cruising nonsense and so we Came up with a list some are more serious Than others and we're going to go over those And just kind of talk about them and uh, you can see what you guys think. So, you want to start us off? Um,
1: Yeah. So, the first one on the list is... It's too pricey. So, if prices of cruising, like, shot up, I would I would have to stop. Like, one of the reasons I love cruising is because it's very reasonably priced. And I can pay it and go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, I mean... The cruise industry is obviously suffering now greatly Because of the pandemic And they can't cruise I, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys that You guys know that So, when cruising starts up again I don't know what it's going to look like Like, you know, businesses that have opened Here in the Tampa area um, Sometimes they open and people aren't going Because, quite frankly, they're, they're afraid to And I, I get that I totally respect that uh, But if we can find a way to safely patronize these businesses maybe it's not ideal maybe it's not the best scenario but it but it might save these industries because if because if they can't function because they can't get enough people then they have to compensate by raising the prices i mean that that's one scenario that just popped into my head and if if cruises became too pricey well it's not it's not even that we would choose not to go. We just couldn't afford to. Right. And, and, and one of the reasons that we cruise, like you said, is because, you know, when we compare it to spending a week in Bimini, we could spend a week on a cruise ship, go to several islands and spend less money and have all of our food and entertainment included. So, um, yeah, if, if, if that balance tips and suddenly cruising is not the less expensive, then we have to reevaluate everything and that may limit or exclude cruising from our vacations.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Next thing we've got on here is limited port experiences. Now this is something I've heard people talk about and uh, basically they, they may, they may be doing things where you, you can only do certain excursions through the cruise line or, or maybe you can't go out on your own or I don't know, stuff like that. So Look, during the during the pandemic, I, I'm okay with that. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm okay with that. Like I would I'm not gonna not cruise because of that, but if that became like a regular for some reason, um yeah, I don't know if I would keep cruising because I am a port first person. I don't cruise for the ship. I enjoy the ship, I cruise for the ports. So I would maybe maybe I would cruise once or twice more in my life, or something, but it would not be something I would try and be, be trying to do like multiple times a year. So that would that would be it for me. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I agree. I I like being able to like for example, Cozumel. Like I've done something different every time I've gone there, and I want to continue doing all the different things because there's so much to do. And if that if that changes. You know I might feel differently
0: Well I also think like for For me and you I think um, We may not Always want to do The popular excursion So most people don't Scuba dive when they're in ports That's you know not that many Not, uh, not a high percentage of people are Scuba certified and then even the ones that are Don't always scuba dive so You know I went on a, a cruise With uh, my buddy Charlie And we did a, a Scuba diving excursion It was the Dominican Republic And Carnival actually flipped the bill for Because they didn't fill the boat There was only three of us, I think On the boat, and so they didn't fill it And so Carnival actually paid for Like two seats just so we could go On that dive If they're going to be eliminating that kind of thing Then that just wouldn't be offered Well now, maybe the excursions that they offer Aren't even ones that, that we're that really Excited about
1: well, the other the other side of that is specifically right now, I think some of the the talk about the ports is you won't be able to get off of the ship unless you're booked on like a cruise line um excursion. And like when we go to Grand Cayman, we like to dive at Eden Rock, which is not through the cruise line.
0: Right. Right, so that and that eliminates that. And I know a lot of people feel very strongly about booking excursions that are not through the cruise line because they get a different experience and they sometimes save a lot of money. So um, that could be a big one. I mean, it, it depends on what that would look like. But all right, what's the next thing? Um,
1: the next thing is limited port options.
0: Um, We're talking about wine here, or
1: yes. <laughs> oh, that makes me think of the St. Augustine port. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot recently. Um, Anyways, so you put that meaning like not able to go to as many different places, correct?
0: Correct. Okay. Which may be the case when cruising starts up because some islands like in some places like Key West are not going to allow cruise lines to go there right away for medical concerns. But, and that's fine. Again, I'm totally okay with that. I want these little islands to do what they think is best for them, but if it stayed that way forever in like four years, because I hope we're done with this pandemic in four years, hopefully well before that. But, uh, if they're still like, no, no, we don't want you here. Cause you're going to make us sick. Then that, if you know, if that changed with too many ports, suddenly cruising becomes a lot less, I don't know. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um. a lot less appetizing. There's a better word for that. Anyway, (laughs) okay, I don't know what's what's next. I got the next one. So the next one would be if the crew, and I don't think this would ever happen, based on the current type of organizations that are own cruise lines. But if there was any uh, ever cruise lines that, or if all the cruise lines. Started to discriminate against people based on race, religion, gender, gender identification, sexual sexual orientation, uh, disabilities, whatever. Any kind of thing like that, Like I would have to draw the line. I I would say, no, I can't support an industry that does that. I don't think that would ever happen because the cruising industry seems to be extremely inclusive. And that's something that I really appreciate. About the cruising industry So hopefully that would never happen I don't think it would But we threw it on there Because we were trying to think of things That would put us over the edge And that would put me over the edge
1: Indeed I agree with the words you said
0: (laughs) Okay What's the next one?
1: Um, Next is environmental violations Um, So that goes kind of back into What you were talking about With the, the Key West stuff
0: Yes So I mean if you listen to this podcast, then you know who we are, and we are definitely we are definitely uh, science people, and we are definitely environmental people, and so this is important to us. And as science people, we think it should be important to you. If you understand the science, then you know it's important because who wants to cruise if it's um, if it's if it's all polluted and things are dying, and it's just it's not good. Right. So, so again, if the cruise lines, now they already, there are faux pas carnival has gotten in trouble. I mean, the cruise lines are not perfect. Like I said, though, I'm not like extreme, you know, if you use straws, I won't cruise you. No, I'm not like that. But if you're not making efforts, um, or if you're blatantly doing stuff, I'm looking at you carnival, uh, at some point I'm going to have to make a decision and that decision would possibly be, I'm not going to cruise anymore if you're going to kill the coral reef. Well, um, what would be the point? Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, okay. What's next? So, <laughs> as as we're doing this, I just I just saw something pop up on Facebook, um, and somebody was t- asking a question about. The, uh, the about Stephen's limerick last week. Sorry, this is way off <laughs> off topic. It was it was Bonnie, and she's like, "What kind of alcohol goes best with prune juice?" And um, and then Stephen was saying, "It's just, it's just a, it's about the limerick." So yes, um, and then also this is kind of uh, relevant to this conversation. Jody commented on the last podcast that we did and said we stopped in Key West last February and fell in love with it. We are really looking forward to going back there, but looks like that might not be an option on a cruise. So uh, there, there you go. There's some some people reacting to it now, not 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 the way I was talking about, but people are thinking about it. this. Is a concern. What I what I will say. I know we just totally derailed, but what I will say is this: Having been to Key West, um, one, I don't. We don't go we don't usually think about going there because it's more expensive to just go and stay than it is to go cruise, and I'd rather go to some of these other ports. Like Key West is not really a port that I want to go to because I could just drive there, but I don't because it's too expensive. So there is that. But having said that, I do love Key West. It is really cool, and it is probably better enjoyed by staying there. A few days at least Because Key West has its daytime stuff But it's a—it's really a place to be at night And you are going to miss that on a cruise So anyway, sorry That just totally went off the rails But we'll, we're, we're back on track now And uh, what are we on next? Unfair treatment of employees Now look, this is another one Like the environmental thing Where I don't think cruise lines Have a perfect record here There's a lot of controversy About how Cruise employees are treated or how fairly they're paid. Um, It's hard because a lot of their employees obviously come from other parts of the world. So, what we see as a horrible wage uh, uh, to them might not be that way. It's tricky. But I think that just like with the environmental issues, there is a line that they could cross that I would say no more and i think that they should be constantly striving to be better to their employees and i think i think they're doing that i'm not as versed in that as i am with the environmental stuff but uh but that's yeah but that's another thing that just came up on our list
1: i'm going to let you get the next one as well cuz it you put it on there kind of with that last one
0: so the next one kind of goes along with that and that's the unfair treatment of i said port population what i mean by that is um kind of like what we're talking about in Key West. so uh, these cruise ships go to these places. You know, there was a big controversy in Nassau, I think it was last year or whatever where Na- Nassau kind of got into a almost a bidding war with the cruise lines about because uh, they because basically the the people that live in these islands, a lot of times we as cruise passengers don't spend a lot of money in these places they're taking a a huge footprint of us being there and we are not necessarily contributing to their tourism dollar as much as other tourists. You know, maybe we need to think about that as cruisers. Maybe we need to be more aware of that and maybe spend that extra dollar when we can there. I don't know. I don't know if that's the answer or not, but I do know this. Um, We need to not go there and be disrespectful of their culture, of their environment, of their, Population like we need to We need to support these places build them up It's only going to make the Experience better for everybody And so if if a Cruise line is being uh, Unfair to A port and I don't mean Their government if their government's A little you know Not by the books or something I mean the actual people that live there Then uh, that would that would do It for me I would say no more no I'm not Going to be a part of that I'm not going to put my money towards that so yeah that, that's what i meant by that one
1: okay um so next we have nickel and dime too much mm. so one of the reasons that i like cruising which kind of goes into that first one the too pricey is i i like that it's a you pay and then you do like you don't have to pay for every little thing that you do on that ship that i mean that's that's why i choose cruising typically over other vacations because it's for the most part all inclusive so if they start charging for every little thing i'm probably going to s- stop doing the cruise thing
0: i think a lot of people would i hope they never go this route but um i don't know we we've had people tell us that you know they've experienced a little bit of this uh, a little bit of pushiness. The n- the next one is is like timeshare style stuff, uh, which I think the the Bahama Paradise line does a little bit of that. But um, the 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 model I always think of that scares me are video games. I hate the way that video games have gone with the uh, pay to play stuff. Like, I I don't even really pay attention to video new video games that come out like on an iOS or what you know tablet platforms and it's even getting this way into the console gaming world and the pc gaming world where it used to be you bought a game and then you own the game yeah if an expansion came out for it you could choose to buy that to add more content to your game but now it's like you have to pay just to really keep that experience going and um, if cruise lines get to to that model that would I would be done with that Because yeah I feel the same way Like that's one of the things I like about cruising Is that you You pay your money You know the experience You're going to get For that money You know you don't have To spend any more money And then What happens For me Is that I feel comfortable And I spend more money usually because I know I'm good. I got everything covered. I've got this much money that I brought along to spend if I want to, and I feel comfortable spending it. If you're nickel and diming me, I'm going to be constantly nervous and concerned about every single thing I'm spending money on, and it's going to ruin my experience, and I'm just not going to get it. And it's going to
1: ruin my experience, too, because it's going to drive me crazy that you won't want to spend money on anything.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But I will not do those pay to play. Garbage games. So, there. (laughs) That's right. Making me watch ads. Just let me pay for your game. (laughs) Anyway, uh, what's what's next? What's next?
1: Next is unsafe environment.
0: Yeah. So, I wrote this one down. You did. Uh, Look, I think cruising is, is a pretty safe activity, but if that changed then i would change my attitude towards cruising the whole health thing if it got to a point where you know it's already a little bit of a concern we've talked about that with if you get sick or you get injured or something on a cruise ship but if it got to a point where they weren't focused on on health and i didn't feel comfortable like i'd be able to get health treatment if i needed it that would maybe especially as i'm you know getting a little longer in the tooth that would maybe make me second guess whether I really want to cruise. Um, and then the crime thing, like I, so I was looking for cruise topics today. Like, what are we going to talk about on the cruise? Like, what's our topic going to be for this week? And uh, one of the things I came across was uh, other people that were talking about, you know, why you should never cruise. But this is not what we're talking about. This is people who just hate cruising, and this is why they hate cruising. And one of the things that came up was all these accusations of sexual assault, which, I think is um just a thing of invention by the media. I don't think that there are a bunch of cases of sexual assault. If I'm wrong, I apologize, but uh it's never been a concern. I've never felt like I was in danger or that anybody I was with was in danger. I wouldn't be afraid for anybody I brought on a cruise with me if it was like a younger person or you know, whatever. It's not a thing that I worry about. There's so much observation on a cruise, like there's cameras everywhere. There's staff everywhere. There's people everywhere. Like, I don't understand how this is a, a rampant problem. I'm sure there's been incidents, but I don't think it's a rampant problem. But if that changed, you know, if suddenly pickpocketing was a problem or sexual assault was a problem or anything like that, then, yeah, I would I would not want to cruise in those conditions. Again, I don't think that would ever happen.
1: No, I, I agree. Industry. I never thought about crime on a cruise ship no. until you just said it. because. Cruising is, like, one of the most safe vacations yeah, I have ever taken. It
0: feels very safe.
1: I never, ever have a concern on a ship with my safety.
0: No. And even the even the sick thing, like, not counting the current debacle, but, uh, you know, norovirus. Like, I've been on a lot of cruises, knock on wood. I've never gotten sick from Mm-mm. being on a cruise. And I I know most of the people in the cruising community... Who have been on lots of cruises and Haven't either so uh, Yeah I'm sure it happens But if you do get sick on a cruise From the norovirus not the Coronavirus from the norovirus Then it's You're not going to die from it So uh, it's just uncomfortable Ruin your vacation kind of a situation So you know with very Very few exceptions no comparison There all right what's the Next one I wrote this one too Yes you did <laughs> I don't know if you agree with it or not. Tell Just say what it is, and then we can talk about too it. Too formal. Cruises got too formal.
1: It depends on what you mean. Do you mean too formal altogether or too formal on formal night?
0: Altogether. I don't care about one night or two nights. It that's, do, that's it fun. I
1: think it depends on how extreme the formal is.
0: So when some people reminisce about the supposed good old days that probably never really existed. They talk about people dressing nicer. I used to have a boss that I worked with at, she was my boss at the science center and she was, she was an older lady and she just felt like society just didn't care. And we're, we're all so sloppy now, you know, and she would talk about the days when you would go to the park or the, the baseball game and people would wear suits and ties and, I don't want anything to do with that. that. That That is not a reminiscent thing that I care to bring back. That is torturous to me. And I don't see the point of it. If people want to dress up for a night or two, I think that's great. I don't have any problem with that. But if the whole cruise was expected to be like that, I ain't having it. Which, again, I don't think this is realistic <laughs> that this would ever happen. But we're just telling you what would stop us from cruising.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I, I agree with you. I, don't, I wouldn't want it to be that formal. I I do wish that formal night was a little more formal. Like like the first couple of cruises I went on, like people actually like really dressed up, and I thought that was really cool because I don't ever dress up or do anything for anything because I don't have a reason to. And sometimes it's just fun to put on a pretty dress.
0: If I could put on a pretty dress, maybe I would change my opinion. Yeah,
1: but... <laughs> But yeah, I don't... I mean, you know how long long does it take me to get ready in the morning? Like, I don't want to do that every day.
0: No, Kimbra, just for you guys out there, Kimbra and I wake up at 7.30 in the morning and this is our routine. You know, we we get up, we, we do the bathroom stuff we need to do and usually I make lunch and she takes the dog out and then if we're doing good... We make breakfast real quick, and then we're out the door by seven fifty-five. Yep. Think about that for a second. How many of you can get ready that fast? I, I bet. I bet it would be. <laughs> I apologize. It's going to sound like it's not being very nice to the, the feminine sex, but I would bet that more men would say yes, and most women would be like, "No, <laughs> what?" Which is fine, I you know, but I'm just saying, yeah. So she is not uh, one of those ladies that takes a lot of time with the makeup and the hair.
1: No, <laughs> which is it's cool. Like some people wouldn't it's, like that. It's I, fine I, to I do it that. once in a while. Um, but yeah, no. If I had to do that, that getting getting all done up. Every day for that's, a cruise? That's no. why it's kind
0: of funny to me that you are that person, but then you're like, I wish that the formal night was formaler.
1: Well, just because I don't dress up. So, like, I, I like going into, like, the mall or the stores and looking at the pretty fancy dresses, and I'm like, I want to wear that dress. I want a reason to wear that dress. I don't want a reason to wear that dress every day, but I want a reason to wear that pretty sparkly dress. Hmm.
0: Okay, I think that, um, let us know, what are your experiences with the, the formal level of formal on a, on a cruise ship on formal night, or whatever they call it on the line that you're on, because I feel like you have experienced less formal nights due to the, the um, cruises you've been on. What I mean by that is the, the length of time, the time of year, and that sort of thing. Or has it changed? I don't know Because I feel like I've been on somewhere where There was a lot of people dressing up real fancy And I've been on others where hardly anybody does And I don't know I can't even tell you If that's something that's changed over time Or if it's based on the type of You know, is it is it a spring break cruise? Is it a five-night cruise? Is it a more expensive ship? Like, do those things matter? I don't know um, Maybe, I'm sure the the line would matter if it was like a princess cruise, I would bet Mary Miller could tell us if the formal night is taken more seriously.
1: Yeah. So. I don't know. Um, next, um, no activities or shows. Um, you questioned me when I said this. Um, mostly because like I don't need activities and shows on a cruise. But if I'm going on a seven-night cruise... I I go on cruises because there's stuff built into it for me to do. Like, I don't mind sitting on a deck and watching the water, but I don't want to do that for seven straight days only. Like, I want to do some other stuff.
0: Yeah, and when you said this, I thought, I don't know that I would care. But then I thought about it when you said that, seven straight days, and I thought, yeah, you know, I mean, I, because I could sit and look at the water for seven days, but I don't ever do that. I do the activities, and I enjoy them so Maybe I would get bored if that was the, if that were the case, and everybody else would be doing the same thing, which would kind of be a bummer. I kind of like the fact that, you know, most people don't go walk out on the the deck that just has the railing that overlooks the water. Most people are up uh, hanging out by the pool. They can have it. I just I just need a breeze in the water and some flying fish occasionally. So uh, that might ruin that if that were the case. Yeah. Now I'm gonna skip. Two, one that I wrote down Let you do the the one that's actually next. I'm going to say <laughs> seasickness issues. So uh, I I'm I get seasick a little bit on small boats. I don't really have too much of a problem, if any, uh, on cruise ships. I'd say probably none anymore. If I was a person that just couldn't get away with that, if I, you know, the boning, the drumamine, the patches, none of it worked. Um, I don't think I could cruise if that if that happened, I I don't think I would continue to cruise because when I feel seasick, like it doesn't matter where I am, what I'm doing, I cannot enjoy myself. It is that severe. And if you've ever suffered from seasickness, then you get it like nausea is terrible. So um, that would ruin it for me. That would do that would do me in for cruising <laughs> if yeah. I became suddenly very susceptible to seasickness. I, I don't know if anybody is that susceptible to seasickness. I don't know. I hope I, not.
1: I agree with that. Um, I I saw that on some of the stuff when I was looking it up, but I just kind of was like, whatever, I don't get seasick. But thinking about when we went on one of our dives in Key Largo and the way that ship wo- or that
0: ship. <sighs> that was a boat.
1: Yes. That boat was rocking back <laughs> and forth and how I started to feel.
0: That's a very different experience. Yeah.
1: Right before we got into the water. Like, I'm like, there's there's no way I could feel like that on an entire cruise. Right,
0: yeah. And that, and that's when I've gotten sick is, is on, mostly on dive boats. Because I'm focused on putting my gear together and we're stopped and rocking. And uh, that's why I do, I take Dramamine. I don't take it on the cruise, but I take it on dive boats because of that very reason. Yeah. And yeah, it would be absolutely miserable to feel that way the whole time. So that would be a no-go for me.
1: Yeah. Um, So the next one's kind of totally out there, and I was just trying to think of stuff. Um, But if they started just allowing pets on board all the time, no matter what.
0: You wouldn't take Reno on a cruise with you?
1: um, I mean, it would be
0: convenient
1: to not have to find him a place to stay. and cheaper unless they charge You'd have to take to him do. out
0: twice a day. You'd have to clean up after him. You'd have to feed him. you have to you give him listen, attention. You didn't bark. listen to what I said. Right. <laughs> it would
1: be convenient to not have to find him a place to stay. I didn't say it would be convenient to take him on a cruise. Anyways, so I put that on there because... I'm thinking like there are some people that don't know how to control their pets, and there'll be like mean dogs and crazy dogs. And then like, Reno's not like the best with children, so taking him around like all the kids, like I know that's completely extreme. But, <laughs> um, you know, I guess they could have real grass, but there's not like I feel like where you'd have to take out your dogs, it would just be stinky. And, I don't know. And, and I said pets, so not necessarily just dogs. Like, can you imagine what kind of animals people would bring with them?
0: Um, It'd be mostly dogs. I know. Maybe. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind if there's a bird on there, because that just would make me feel like it was on a pirate ship.
1: Mm. You want to take Guinness?
0: A snake. We could take snakes. The snakes would be fine. Yeah, that's
1: true. We could take I, the snakes. They wouldn't get
0: anything out of it. I, yeah, I don't know. How would we
1: store them? You want to carry Guinness's <laughs> tank?
0: Yeah, we had to. There'd be a problem because they wouldn't let us h- hook up his his heating <laughs> elements in the room. That'd be an issue. They'd have to have they'd have to have pre built snake enclosures into the in the so room. So you could for just walk on with all your snake. Pet cruise. <laughs> I just thought it was funny when you said pets. I'm like, you love animals, and I just didn't. I would think that would be something somebody would say that like didn't like. Animals or something, but but no, I, I think it's valid. I, I don't think it would ever happen. There are some cruises where you can take dogs on there, but it's very limited and uh, very expensive. So it's not like a a thing. Yeah, I mean, now,
1: I'm, I know it's totally out. There, we almost had a
0: bunch of cats on the cruise that we should have been on last month.
1: Well, people that like cats. <laughs>
0: what about furries? Would you go on a furry cruise? No. <laughs> Right, just well,
1: just because it's not my style.
0: Okay, I didn't. You wouldn't have to be a furry,
1: but I'd be the only one that wouldn't be.
0: No, I wouldn't be either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean I I respect people that that right no do your that, thing
1: but, whatever but, but uh, yeah, not don't, don't. not my style.
0: I, I a lot of the sci fi conventions I used to go to there was a whole furry population that would go and they'd have a late night disco and. Anyway, uh the next one on here is overcrowded ships. So one of the things that cruise lines would maybe have to do to counteract not as many people booking would be and try and make up that lost revenue would be to shove more people onto a ship. Now there's safety regulations for how many people will fit on a ship, but I can tell you from cruising on the Carnival Breeze when it was loaded to the gills that that really detracted from that whole experience Now it was still a great ship It was a great cruise But it was noticeable The lines, the congestion It was noticeable So if that was the norm And it was even worse than that That might do it for me I might not want to cruise anymore It was, um, yeah it, I don't know It could get really bad If it's overcrowded like that
1: I mean, who wants to go on a vacation Where you you don't ever have space to actually relax
0: Right Right. Yeah. And just like any, anything you'd want to do, like to get food or something, you'd have to wait in a really long line all the time. Yeah. There was always a line. The pizza line was like a half an hour at two in the morning. It was, it was ridiculous. So yeah, that would, that would do it for me. I think if it was like that all the time.
1: Yeah. Um, next, what do we have? Shared rooms or bathrooms? So, like, hostel style.
0: Yeah. Well, you said shared rooms, rooms right? And yeah. I was thinking, what if you had, like, a community bathroom? That, <laughs> that would be that, awful. That I think a share. shared bathroom would be worse <laughs> than a shared room. I guess that would be, like, a hostel, wouldn't it? Yeah. All I think of when I... I was introduced to the word hostel from those horror movies. So <laughs> every time hostel comes up, I just think of horrible horror movies. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That wouldn't be good. I, I I would not I would not be down with that. Now, exception exception. If it was just to, ends to justify the means, hey, you can go to the Galapagos Islands, but you're going to have to stay in these conditions. Then I'm not in it for the cruise. I'm in it just it's just my airplane there, but it's on the water. So well, that's that's I, different. I could, I could deal with it, but but as far as we're talking about cruising as being a, a thing that we do as, on our vacation is we seek out going on a cruise ship. No, I, I, like wouldn't, if it was I wouldn't do that. A,
1: if it's like a specialized type of cruise where like that's the way that it is, is one thing. But for it to be like the norm for like regular cruise ships, I wouldn't want to do that.
0: No. No, that'd be a no-go. And we have what? One more thing on the list? We've got one more thing on the list. What is it, Kimber?
1: Um, no or less US cruises Mm. so I said that because it's not that it would make me not want to cruise anymore but it wouldn't be as easy for me to cruise anymore so if there weren't US ports so easily accessible I wouldn't cruise like if I had to go to Europe to go on a cruise it just wouldn't happen because I don't just go to Europe (laughs)
0: <laughs> and if I went to Europe It's kind of like the Australia conundrum Yeah If if I go to Australia Then I'm going to go to Australia I'm probably not going to be going there to cruise If I could afford to go to Australia enough That I could go and then cruise That's different But I feel like if I went to Australia I'd probably rather spend time in Australia I mean, I want to be in and amongst the people and stuff So yeah, that would change right. things for me. Even if even if we lived in another state, it was be more was not difficult. Driveable, like Missouri. If we if we lived in Missouri or Indiana, um, I I think that our cruising would go from two or three cruises a year down to like a cruise every other year. Well,
1: yeah, the cost would increase quite a bit because of flying.
0: So that would be a bummer.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's not that I wouldn't want to cruise Europe or go to Europe. I just don't like it's just not easily accessible.
0: Yeah, yep. So there you have it. That is our list of things that would cause us to never cruise again. Some of them probably would never happen. Other ones, you never know. Uh, what are what are your things? What would cause you to never cruise again? Send us an email: cruising at gmail dot com. Anything else you want to say before we wrap that one up?
1: Um, no. Okay.
0: I mean, I did kind of wrap it up so. <laughs> Well, since we did talk about environmental stuff a little bit, I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about You thought? Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: What? I thought.
0: You you said talk about coral cuz we were talking about Key West yeah. and environmental stuff. And and I thought cuz I just was in our coral farm mock-up thing at the aquarium talking to one of our biologists and doing a little class for uh for for a group of people virtually and um and we have we have an animal that we raise at the aquarium that is super important and uh if you've ever watched my diving videos um from various places in the past whenever i see one of these animals i get really excited because i know how important they are these are the long-spined sea urchins and Basically, if you're familiar with a sea urchin, they're, they're a sea urchin. They are a spherical shape with really, really long black spines. They actually have a neurotoxin. So if you step on one or sit on one, it's not only does it hurt because it's a long, sharp object going into your flesh, but it also has an actual toxin that um, that has mild to... Somewhat severe effects It's not going to kill you like a cobra Neurotoxin but it can have Pretty good a, a impact The biologist I was talking to said it causes him to pass out now, Other people don't have much of a reaction At all so There you go but uh, not Don't sit on one But these animals Are super important to the Coral reef and especially in the Florida Keys The reason they're important Is because these sea urchins Are one of the few Herbivores that live in the Florida Keys in the coral reef And what they do is they eat the algae Off of Rocky hard surfaces so like Where a dead coral is or just Old limestone from coral whatever They eat the algae off of there Now the reason that's important is because When new coral spawns It needs those little Polyps need a place to settle and start To grow to start a new coral head And if there's Algae growing on that hard surface That's competition for the coral The algae is often going to win So coral needs a cleared off space Well that's what the long spine urchin does Is they clean the surface So that the new coral has a place to attach And grow So they're really really important Now we found this out kind of the hard way In the early 1980s There was a, a bit of a heat wave That came through Florida And it had a really harsh impact on our long-spine sea urchins. We lost something like 90% of the population of long-spine sea urchins died off within a few years. So think about, when you're thinking about like climate change and stuff, what kind of impact this could have. This species has never really bounced back in the Florida Keys. Now, at first, all the divers rejoice because if you've ever stepped on one or sat on one, then it's... It's not fun. So a bunch of these urchins everywhere, and on a healthy reef, they are everywhere. That's not something you really would enjoy. But it turns out that when we lost our urchins, we started to notice some real big impacts on the coral as well. So the reef system started to really suffer and had a hard time reproducing and and adding on new coral heads, new coral animals, new coral colonies, Throughout the Florida Keys Now there's been a lot of other problems in the Florida Keys There's diseases going through the Florida Keys There's been a lot of human problems with the Florida Keys There's runoff that gets into the water And pollutes the water And it affects the coral in the Florida Keys There is temperature changes And pH changes From ocean acidification All all things that are Impacting coral Some of them are anthropogenic Which means our fault (laughs) Some of them are natural But um But we need coral can be sensitive, so we have to do what we can to protect it. So these black, long-spined black sea urchins are one of the things that we can do to protect the coral is protecting them. And it's a good example of what we would call a keystone species of animal, which means if you're from St. Louis, like me, you know how important an arch is. And that last piece that you might put in when building it is that piece right at the top in the middle which is called the keystone. Take that out, the arch collapses. Species that we call keystone species are super important to the environment. And if you lose them, just one species of animal, the whole ecosystem can collapse. So it's really important that we keep them around. That's kind of happened to some degree with our Florida coral reefs because of this one species of sea urchin. And they are really cool. They they have basically, they have a, a skeletal structure. It's not made out of bone, but it is a hard structure that if you find one that's dead, the spines fall off. And then it looks like kind of almost a sphere with a hole at the top and a hole at the bottom. And what's it called, Kimbra? A test. That's right. And so, uh, so this is the, the skeletal system. And then the spines grow off of it. Really cool. There are actually people that eat sea urchins. Did you know that? Yes. And uh, I've also heard from people that have tried sea urchins that they taste absolutely disgusting, but apparently in some cultures they're quite popular. I've even heard that people uh, will take certain species, I don't know about the long spine, but they'll take certain species and they will actually just eat them right there at the water. I've heard of people doing that with oysters too, which is a great way... To get gravely ill But I don't know about from sea urchins But from oysters it definitely is not a good idea But people do it so uh, I don't know What are you going to do Anyway that is your cruise creature Just a little quick one we thought it would be fun to throw that in there The long spined sea urchin And that's it
1: Cool urchin is what my mom Tried that one time right
0: I think she did over in the it's, It's popular in the mediterranean
1: um, I think it was when she was in oh, no, Ca- she, she California. Was in, yeah, she was at a
0: California a super restaurant
1: fancy, was. expensive yes, restaurant.
0: So they would have had something as exquisite as yeah, that. Yeah, she didn't like it. Yeah, I've, I've not met anybody who has tried it and not not that they didn't just didn't like it, but they thought it was absolutely horrendously disgusting. But apparently, some people like it. So maybe it's just a a palate, a cultural palate that is formed. I don't know. Do you like Sea Urchin? Have you ever had Sea Urchin? Let us know, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode. That's the end? That's it. Oh, wow. That was a fun episode, actually.
1: Good. Yeah. Anyways, on that note, it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day.
0: Have a fantastic week, everybody. Welcome back after the little music rolls there we, um, We've um got, what are we going to do? We're, we've got a couple limericks We're going to read you a limerick each That we wrote ourselves, all by ourselves All by myself And then we're going to talk for a second About what we're going to do this weekend Which is go over to Ponce Inlet On the other coast So let's do our limericks first Okay, you go first Okay, here is my limerick Cruising is for everyone. There are so many ways to have fun. You can plan out each day and do it your way. The pleasure you'll feel is a ton.
1: Nice. All right. You ready for mine?
0: Yep. Okay.
1: I've got my snorkel fins and mask. Packing it up is quite the task. I will rent an air tank. Let's be frank. Scuba is the best. Just ask.
0: I, I, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> oh, you were you not asking?
1: <laughs> I wasn't I was saying Just ask I was telling them
0: Alright Well So that's That's that And then uh, Yeah So we're going to go over To Ponts Inlet Which is on the other Coast About two and a half hours From where we live And we're going over there Because my My dad's going to be over there So um, They always rent A, a little house Because they got a little A little dog And um, We're going to hang out With them I think we're going to Hopefully if the weather Holds out We're going to barbecue We're going to go to some parks My Um my dad and stepmom love the parks over there Of course I do too and I'm sure Kimber will and we can I was
1: say we can take, take our cameras pictures.
0: yeah we gotta charge the batteries for our cameras Oh we've
1: got a lot to do tonight still
0: <laughs> Yes we do so I guess I gotta shave my uneven head and um, <laughs> and charge some batteries and uh, get this podcast loaded up and
1: I gotta do laundry
0: and uh, pack pack yeah so thanks for listening.